0: Uh, welcome, everyone, to Spinistry Chat Rat Discussion Edition. I am your host, Kevin Lee, and today we have an extremely special guest, Mr. Dana Birch, one of our rat uh, participants who, uh, what you've done, attempted it twice, correct? Or is Three times. Three times. Three three times. times. My, my mistake, I apologize. And uh, completed it once or twice? Um,
1: Officially, with a time that counts, yes. would be once. Once. Right. I finished it once before the first year, um, but I had some issues and had to reroute a few places okay. here and there. But I did make it to Tukumkari.
0: And there is something notable about your one official time, correct? Correct. And what would that be potentially?
1: Uh, that would be I broke the record, completion record, by I think over a day five hours and five days and just under 11 hours. So uh,
0: under five and a half days, self-supported. Correct. And uh, straight through on the Rat 1000. That's that's a heck of an accomplishment. Uh, We've definitely had people that have come to us wanting us to talk to rat participants and get your point of view on things and your thoughts and your opinions and any tips and tricks that you may have along the way. Uh, I will be perfectly honest with you. I had no c- comprehension of anyone doing this in under five and a half days when we first put it out when it was the rat 900-ish something, you know at the, I think 2014. And then it scaled up with some reroutes and we got it up to even over a thousand miles. It's a little bit over a thousand miles. So five and a half days is that's a heck of an accomplishment. Do you think that record will ever be broken?
1: Uh yes, I, I mean I'm not a tour to tour divide guy. I don't spend all my time doing this. I have a full time job. I'm over 50, so I think there are a lot of people capable and have backgrounds that could do this. I think there's a lot of professional riders that could do this. Whether you categorize them the same, I don't know. Um, from that perspective, so uh, it's definitely beatable. And and one thing f- for certain, you never know what the West Texas weather is going to give you
0: ding and as the organizer of this monstrosity uh i think you've got a pretty solid shot of holding on to that record for a really long time just based on if i remember correctly you had a pretty good run of weather that week that you set your record is that is that correct
1: uh i think i think we had a little mud at the start on day one we got through that Um, I think I had maybe one more instance of a little rain. Um, What, you know, bit me was uh, obviously the freezing temperatures, right? It did get below 35, probably three of my days. And when I'm not sleeping in hotels, (laughs) that's, that's not fun. And that impacted definitely my ride, my sleep.
0: But overall, the road conditions were pretty primo for you. Correct? O-
1: overall, they were I-, I couldn't complain based on my last attempts. And
0: yeah, you've been out there before, and that's that's the nuts and the bolts of it is to realistically get. Well, what I've always categorized as a week of decent roads for the rat is tough to pull off. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, if you shorten it down to less than six days, less than five and a half days, uh, if. If the weather going in was advantageous, you, you increase the likelihood of staying in that good weather window. Yep. For somebody that's not familiar with the Rat 1000, doesn't know anything about it at all, how would you describe it or explain what it is?
1: Um, an unsupported gravel event from across Texas, from Texarkana to Tucumcari, across the worst gravel roads you can ever imagine. <laughs> i mean unsupported fully unsupported so that's how i describe it to most people
0: okay and unsupported what does that mean in your in your point of view
1: from my point of view to count towards a record unsupported it means i carry everything myself my you know everything i'm going to sleep with everything i'm going to eat i can stop at gas stations i can stop in, in any place to get help but i can't bring help I can't uh, have someone follow me. I have zero support from that perspective. So, so I'm on my own the whole way, right? I can call people and talk to them, but that's just entertainment.
0: Entertainment is that important?
1: Um, well, I when you look at all the things that can take a rider out of this event, going stir crazy is definitely one of them. And and I wouldn't. There there are many people that have probably. Uh, failed to rat just to the mind just just because of the mind taking over
0: my experience has been yes it's a physical challenge there's no doubt about that you have to be physically capable to pull it off ultimately there's a lot of people that I think that are physically capable that run into the mind stumbling blocks that make it hard to complete but that's just me kind of looking at it from the outside in as somebody that's watching
1: riders on a day-by-day
0: basis. Does is, is that, is that line up with your thoughts
1: on, on how I, it gets in your head? I, 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 I there's so many things to think about, right? You're, you're, and there's so many things that can take you out of this event. I mean, your mind is only one of them, but you're constantly processing the roads, you know, your tires, your line your traffic, dogs, weather, where you are going to sleep at night? Um, injuries. I mean, there's so many things going across your head, um, weather conditions, wind conditions, how long for, you know, what direction that, that your mind gets into it, right? You're thinking about charging devices and if you can't process all that, right, you're going to have issues. And, and it can get to you as, as much as loneliness can get with you, right? My first time I rode, uh, I rode most of the rat with a guy, you know, we coined as Arkansas Matt. So I had someone who, who accompanied me and I got to talk to you and it made it easy. Well, the next few times I really didn't have that, right? So so music helps, um, um, you, you really have to keep that mind going and, and because it can get lonely out there. I mean, the only thing you hear for hours can be coyotes. and. <laughs> And and that's a concern.
0: Well, and obviously since uh, you knocked a thousand plus miles out in less than six days, you did, you spent a good bit of time on the roads at night. Yes. What would you say, how many hours per day were you averaging outside of daylight, do you think? I know that might be tough to chase down well
1: i mean we can kind of reverse engineer it i probably got 12 hours of sleep across five days 11 hours now not all of that was sleeping a lot of it is just settling down eating um, massage bath um, clothing uh, bedding whatever that might be but there's not much sleep there so most nights you know we're I would say on average twenty-hour days for me, give or take. Okay. Um, obviously, not all on the bike, um, because you have to do other things. But uh, a lot of night riding. A lot of night riding.
0: And when you did sleep, uh, did you let's say four hours a day, just for the simple math? Did you do that in one sleep, or did was that a couple of naps a day sort of thing?
1: No, it was once a day. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, except. At the second day, um, it was more like 45 minutes. I was shaking uncontro- uncontrollably. Um, it was below 35. I was outside, couldn't get a good spot to sleep. And I thought it was better for me to ride than, than sleep. So obviously your third attempt, you,
0: you knew what it entailed. From previous experience. Now right. you said you rode with Matt, Arkansas Matt, that first time. Was that his first time riding it as well? I think that was his I think that was his second time. I may be wrong. Okay. I was just curious if maybe he was maybe but, imparting some wisdom along the way to kinda of help you that first time out, or yeah. if both of y'all were kind of cold going I'm, I'm, into it.
1: Honestly, it may be his first time too. I remember he must have had a seventy pound bike. He brought the kitchen sink.
0: Okay. I remember that now. So yes, that was his first time when he was super loaded and we'll touch more on that in a bit. So the first time you rode it, how did that line up with your expectations of what that journey was gonna be like, what that attempt was gonna be like?
1: Uh, Yeah, that was, I wanna say way harder than the last two from that perspective because This was the longest thing I've ever done, right? I had nothing to learn from. Anyone can go up there as fit as they can be. But until you've done it and you've learned and experienced the things you run into and the challenges you run into, you don't know what to do to overcome them. So it was a big learning experience, my first one, right? I I thought I was gonna be out due to Achilles issues. I thought I was going to be out due to saddle sores. There's a lot of things that could have taken me down. Um, You know, that I had to deal with on the fly, but it also impacted my speed, my time, and I wasn't out there to kill it. I was doing my ride. It just happened to be that I found Matt and we were at about the same level and it worked out great. So I had a great time doing it.
0: Going into it, you had to have had some perception of what, what, what you were getting into. Did it kind of meet that perception with all those unknowns? you realize that was going to be the case? Or was it something that was totally different from what you were expecting going well, into it?
1: Definitely different than I expected, right? I had never ridden the red roads and they were totally different. That stretch, I think partially because that first attempt, we had just in this Dallas area, it was hundred degrees. It was, we had a heat wave that came through that none of us expected and, and it challenged us because all of our clothing thoughts and what we were going to bring changed completely over the, you know, the last two days planning. So
0: and We always say weather is always a factor. Yeah. Uh, here's a question from uh, somebody at Falls Ministry. Joe asked how, and you've touched on a lot of the yeah. things here that really re- lead to this, I think. How do you get your body ready to ride each day when you're in the middle of it? You know, sore leg, backs, sore legs, back saddle discomfort you talked about saddle sores and just you know general body aches pain soreness achilles whatever how yep. do you prepare yourself to get up and do it that next day or that's that day when you wake up what's that yeah. look like
1: um it's a good question my recovery in my diet was different than most and i think that helped me i'm sure we'll get to that discussion um on, on, on top of that i made i had a list. I know I had it the year before, of things I needed to do on the bike, right? And stretching and massaging while I was riding, while I was stopped, were part of that plan. So I had to do things while I was riding, and I had to remember that.
0: And you t- you touched on the diet, and I do want to talk about that uh, a little more in depth, but just uh, surface level, what okay. what? and you mentioned diet and recovery. Yep. That kind of sparks a a question for me, right? Okay. What does that look like? 30,000 foot view diet and recovery that helps you get through to the next day.
1: Yep. Yep. So I, I was operating on, I was on the keto diet at the time. Okay. So I was leveraging fat for fuels. Okay. So at a high level, your body has maybe 2000 calories of carbohydrates. And when you burn those, you bonk. Correct. Um, from a fat perspective, you have a hundred thousand plus calories of fat burn so I was always even if you're skinny yeah I wasn't that skinny but but even if you're skinny your body still has a ton of fat right even at 10% 8% body fat that's a lot of fat that's a lot of energy my body was using to recover as I rode
0: okay I see what you mean now on a multi-day ride like this event like this at what point at what point does how many miles, how many days, how many hours into it? Is it something where this is something different for your body to deal with? Yep. As opposed to just going out a couple days at a time and doing long days in the saddle for two or three days or whatever, where, where is that line, do you think?
1: Um, I'm trying to figure out how to answer that. For, for my rides, I mean, I know at the beginning I'm fresh, and I have sort of that plan for that first few days. But then I don't know what's going to happen, right? Then, then I'm kind of, what's going to happen to my body? Can I, where can I make it? I'm constantly thinking about, you know, I have to know, is there, do I need a hotel? Do I know if the towns I'm coming to, how many miles away are they? Do they have a hotel? How long do I think it'll take? to get there and that's partially experience in okay. doing it before Fair enough. um so i leverage those to figure out you know kind of what i can do um but i'm thinking about other things i'm thinking about the wind the wind direction the temperatures and i'm going can i take advantage of a wind if i have a tailwind i'm not going to sleep right doesn't make sense to you know if i have a headwind maybe it does maybe i'll look at the forecast and see how it might evolve. And the same thing for temperatures. If it's super hot, do I want to sleep in the, the day, right? Um, does it make sense for me to leverage more nighttime riding? So I'm processing all that input to determine really how far I can make it.
0: And you, yeah, you threw out there the you know the question about getting a hotel or not. When you didn't
1: hotel, yep. what'd you do? Uh, the first day I hit a post office. Um, that was in Oklahoma. It was next to a police station, so I had to be careful. I saw the post office. I knew most of the small towns had one. I figured I would i don't know where I was going to sleep that first day. It was uh whether I'd find you know behind a building a church or somewhere to sleep, a park. but uh, I saw the post office, and I just you know and it was nighttime. I have to watch out. I know that post office works well from say maybe midnight to five a m I knew at the same time i could charge devices at it it was warm and available i just was stealth about it sure
0: and what's i mean is that just roll out the sleeping pad and sleep on it or just sleep on the floor or bundle up in a sleeping yep. bag or how does that look
1: i didn't bring a sleeping bag i didn't bring a tent um i uh i think i had a maybe a sleeping liner in a pad and i used that um, and I also had a, a sole bivvy that I did not use in the post office, but I used that when I was outside. When you're outdoors,
0: okay. From your point of
1: view, uh,
0: what's the to attempt the rat? What's the right tire size and tread pattern?
1: Wow, that's that. I don't think there's any one answer. Whatever works for you. Um, my bike at the time, I think the biggest tires I could get was 38. So. That's what I went with.
0: You did it on 38s. Um,
1: I did it on 38s. I think my first year I did it, they really didn't make 38s. Gravel was a new thing. You were just starting up. Um, Most people who did gravel rode mountain bikes, um, and we had cross bikes, you know, that people adopted for gravel, so they just weren't building. Um, And disc brakes were just sort of coming out for these types of bikes, so... So they just weren't built for wide tires at the time on my first attempt. So I think I may have had 32s back then. Your record
0: attempt, what bike were you on for that one?
1: Uh, It was a custom titanium bike. Okay. Gravel bike? Gravel. um, It was, I I built it for dual purpose road and gravel. Okay. So drop bar? So yes, yes. Okay. Yep. And I just had wheels that I swapped out for for, uh, gravel or road. And when I built it, I built it when the... uh, uh, the uh, brakes just came out for road road bike. Di2 with uh, uh, hydraulic brakes just came just out came. from SRAM and Shimano. And SRAM had some issues delayed there, so I ended up buying Shimano and putting it together, and I leveraged that.
0: What sort of gearing were you running up front?
1: I don't know. One by, was, two by? Well, it was two by. Two by.
0: His next part of the question was flat bar versus drop bar. You're a drop bar guy, I guess is a fair statement.
1: Yes, that's that's the bike. You know, That's my road bike. That's my gravel bike, so that's what I use. Um, gave me a lot of options for my drop bars. Um, aero bars, too. Uh, I was just about to aero ask, did you run
0: aero bars? Uh, yes,
1: yes. Okay. Definitely ran aero bars every time, so regular position or
0: risers for what I call comfort bars.
1: <laughs> I would say they were more regular, but you know, looking back, if I do another attempt, it'll probably be a lot higher okay. because of some issues I had on my last attempt.
0: And we'll t- we'll get we'll get to that as well. What would you consider a piece of gear or equipment that you couldn't have finished the event without? What what what's something that was just integral to making it work?
1: Um that's tough. I want to say the sun hub. Okay. That's what With all that night riding. Me, that makes a lot of sense. That's what gave me lights at night. That's what kept my Garmin charged. Um, that's what kept my tail light charged. That's what kept my phone charged. So my helmet, um, there was a lot of electronics that I was swapping around. Um, every day so
0: i think that makes a lot of sense at least on that record attempt because you were you were riding so yes. much at night and you you know you didn't have 12 hours of overnight downtime to recharge batteries exactly and stuff like that okay that makes a lot of sense is there anything that looking back you go i, I shouldn't have brought that along that was just superfluous
1: yeah i can't um You know what? Out of my three rides, I have yet to have a flat tire, and I carry these tubes and CO2. (laughs) I keep thinking to myself, should I carry this? But I know how (laughs) important it is. So it's one of those things I always look back, and I go, you know what? Maybe I'll carry just a super lightweight single tube next time.
0: Uh, Well, let's go ahead and go a little bit more in-depth on your keto diet and it sounds like you feel that was a contributor for being successful on that last attempt Would that be a fair statement definitely okay Uh, is there anything about the keto diet that you feel was a hindrance to that attempt
1: Um, I was in an unknown place even with keto I mean how do you have nutrition and fuel for a five day event where I'm basically doing an Ironman five days in a row, right? I'm, I'm getting no sleep. I'm, I'm not in a place that even most keto folks can even tell me about right. how it works in that situation. So that's where I was struggling with my knowledge. Um, and that's why some things, you know, didn't work like I expected to them because frankly, it's not, I didn't have anyone to resort to. to Give me an example
0: of something that didn't work as expected or hoped for from the keto perspective. What's something that you had to adjust?
1: Um, I, I, I think you know it's easier when you're eating carbs to to replenish that uh, quickly. But you still, I'm still burning fat, a lot of fat on the ride, and I do need to replenish that. But it just doesn't replenish as quick, um, I think, is one of the concerns. And, I, and for some reason, you know, I, I wasn't there eating keto the whole time. That wasn't my intent. I was, I was leveraging carbs and fat. Sure. And we can talk about that. But, but towards the end of the ride, I had a hard time getting energy at all. And whether it was the keto diet, whether it was um, just the fact that I was so burnt out with so little sleep and so many days of just, you know, beat you up riding nonstop, you know, something there contributed to me struggling towards the end that to this day, I don't really know how to account for it. Like I think about challenges I had, I don't know how to overcome that challenge yet. I don't know the solution to it. Maybe it's just more sleep. (laughs) That's a challenge in itself.
0: I, yeah, I think that's, uh, the, it's a balancing act. If, if, uh, if the goal is to set a record, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to go into uncharted territory is basically what it boils down to. Uh, how long had you been practicing the keto diet before this attempt? Um,
1: this might have been kind of my third forte into the keto diet. Um, there's, there, there's a point, um, when you start keto, it really takes about, you know, two to three months to really get your body to leverage fat for energy. So, so I had to make sure that I was definitely well into it. And I started probably three to four months in advance. And I made sure I was, you know, following it more to the T as, as time went on, and and I have the luxury of maybe eating a little differently than most because when you're burning so many calories training and doing these types of things, um, it's easy to burn through any carb stores you had and put you back into ketosis very quickly. Okay. So. So,
0: so d- did you go keto specifically for the rat attempt, or was that for?
1: Something else. I think originally I did. I did it because I wanted to figure out how to how to help my endurance riding, and you know I've I've seen some other athletes who have used this to help them. So I knew it could help me, and I think originally I wanted it to help my endurance. But then as it got on, I think I learned more about kind of the health benefits and the diet and how it helped you know help keep me fit and what I thought about it changed from a health perspective. So. I like it you know. now, I guess, from both perspectives.
0: Are you currently practicing keto? Uh,
1: at the moment, I've been, I would say, off the wagon a little more than I want to. Um, so I'm trying to uh, focus back on it. Um, there is there's a stage I haven't talked about. Um, it's called metabolic flexibility. Well, I don't really want to be in ketosis as much as I want my body to be able to leverage fat and carbohydrates as energy. Right now, your body is just set up for carbohydrates. It takes three. It takes a long time to be able to adapt to burning uh, fats for energy. And at the same time, you don't lose it immediately. So I want a place where I'm eating low carb, also in some level of ketosis on and off, where I can kind of keep in that spot where, where if my carbs do burn out, I'm still burning fat for energy. And I've had a lot of months, many, many months, where I'm just kind of in that state where I'm, I'm, I'm flexible enough to, to no, number one, I think when you when you get into the state, you no longer have hunger pains, right? That's one of the big benefits you notice from ketosis or even very low carb eating is hunger pains go away. So I'm not hungry, and if I do eat little carbs, I burn them on my ride and I continue to burn fat, and it's kind of like I get two fuels in one. So where 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 you see the athletes on these. Big events, they're eating both fats and carbohydrates to get the benefits of both. It's kind of like a super fuel for for you at the time. So yes, I was eating carbs in the rat in the rat itself but, to leverage both fuel sources. But leading up to that, it definitely wasn't.
0: I mean, uh, what would be what would be your guesstimate of how many calories a day you were burning during the rat? I mean.
1: I, I, I don't know. I guess you just have to take a number like 800 and multiply it by 20. <laughs> Maybe a little less. I mean, some you know, the process of eating, I'm probably burning calories. Your body is so wrecked, right? It's kind of like when you stop exercising, you know, you're still burning calories. I mean, it's, right?
0: it's safe to say it's an eight to 10,000 calorie day,
1: isn't so it? Easily. Okay. I think so.
0: And you had touched on it earlier. After the rat, you had some physical issues to deal with Correct. or tell us about that a little bit well, what'd I, you run into
1: <laughs> well i think everyone has physical issues during the ride and it's whether you can overcome them um while you're you know as soon as you experience them you really have to think about why am i in this situation and do something because if you don't it's going to overtake you quickly um i finished the ride and not necessarily with uh issues that i had during the ride but i noticed afterwards that I had a numbness on my right big toe that really took about nine months to go away. So, so I had this numbness in the toe and then I also lost all dexterity in my hand and I don't know why. Was it keto related, was it not? Um, but it was to the point I couldn't open anything, I couldn't twist anything and that lasted, I wanna say three months before I really felt back to normal in my hand. So those were the two issues. I had that one lingering um non lingering issues um were more towards the end. I couldn't hold my head up and and that was really tough and that may have been part my position um on the arrow bars part a wreck i had That's how you had a crash I had a crash um uh, early right to day three i want i wanna to say that was day three um that caused me to waste a lot of time where I could have been sleeping, trying to modify and put my arrow bar somewhere else. I had what's called the Fred bar, if those who have heard of it, and that broke on me, and I ended up uh, having to modify how my how my drop bars fit. That put me in an odd position. Number one, I had to ride a lot that day without the use of them, and then and then they were just lower than they should have been for the rest of the ride in the wrong position. And I think part of that caused my head to be lower more weight on my neck more
0: weight forward on the neck
1: but i think it was also contribution of the lack of sleep um would have the weight of the helmet so i think there are a lot of things i've got to look at right how i want to change in the future but but that was my probably you know third issue there
0: is there anything after those three attempts and that record attempt is there anything if you did it again that you would do differently the next time? Uh,
1: let's see, definitely I do have a new bike. I have a Salsa Warbird that allows me to get some bigger tires. So I'm looking forward to having a little more meat on the tire. Um, you know, I'm over 50 now, so any, any, I'll take any comfort I can get. It's a long ride um, and it also helps a little over the sand and those types of uh, uh, terrain. Um, I have Di2 setup, which is interesting, right? So I almost have to put a fresh battery on. I never carried a charger. I didn't need it. So I got to be careful there. Um, What else? I want to have a different aero bar setup. I haven't bought it for my Warbird yet, but I do want it where it's it's raised up. uh, Maybe a couple more inches than I have to put me at a higher spot. So I'm looking forward to getting those and trying those out on some of your uh, spinistry events.
0: If someone were to come to you and say, hey, Dana, I'm really looking at doing the 2022 Rat 1000, but they've never done anything like that previously. Crazy wind. (laughs) But they've never done anything like that previously. What's the one piece of advice you would give them?
1: Um, It's a learning event. Don't go out there with, you know, these grand goals. Even the fittest people get thrown off um, just because there are so many things they have to consider that they haven't thought about, right? Um, You have to be worried about the sun, the cold, mechanical issues, tire issues, uh, saddle sores. Um, knee issues, um, Achilles issues. Uh, I know I'm probably missing a dog chases, electronics <laughs> dying. Where are you gonna sleep? I mean, the list of issues goes on and on. Um, Garmin, right? Um, is it routing you correctly? It, it the things you got to think about and learn from, right, are are never ending, and and you, you learn from it, right? That first attempt is to learn. And I think you have to you have to take that with a grain of salt do what you can but learn ask for help when you need help and, and do it early on um, um, use use the forum use the use Facebook group to to talk with people when you do need help and and get some advice because unless you've done it you're not you're not you're gonna have issues you, you just don't, don't know what you don't know you don't yet. know Exactly. I agree. And you can ride all day 100 mile rides, a 200 mile ride here and there, but you come out on this and you have to do it multiple days, a lot of things are going to happen that you had no expectation.
0: And then uh, final question, Uh, do you plan to ever attempt the ride again?
1: Um, You know, will it it be beat? Um, Will I do it again? You know, I want to do it again. Um, I, I I do want to be in the condition. I'd love to kind of get, you know, near the same time I did before. But s- some part of me just wants to do it for fun and maybe just ride with your guys and hang out with them and just do one enjoyable rat first, right? Where I where I get to sit and smell the coffee and enjoy the scenery. So I've been thinking about doing that, right? Where I can just you know maybe be maybe be a guide for the other folks that are out there. So that's interested in me, and then. And then I do hope to get back in shape sometime where I can, you know, make another attempt. As the as the builder of the route,
0: I would personally love for you to take that smell the coffee, smell the roses approach to it, and uh, and ride the whole thing in the daylight and see some yeah. of the stuff we put out there. I mean, I get it. You, that was a hell of an effort. Kudos to you. It's you yeah. know. I never had that in mind when I first laid it out there. That's a hell of an accomplishment. Um, but in turn, I think there's some really cool stuff that you just didn't get to see at night that I think you'd really you'd really have a good time with.
1: Totally agree.
0: All right. Well, Dana, thank you very much for your time and your feedback. And I guess it's safe to assume that anybody that wants some knowledge can reach out to you on Facebook and the forums and everything like that, right? You bet. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Good job, sir.